The following podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and a record number of COVID cases in Sydney. The state has set a new daily record for COVID infections, 1,029 new cases and three more deaths. We watch the pandemic drag on as Americans refuse the vaccine in the name of freedom. Protection against coronavirus starts to reduce within six months of people being fully vaccinated with the Pfizer or AstraZeneca vaccines. New research by experts working on the Zoe COVID study suggests that booster vaccines will be needed. As Sydney enters its third month in strict lockdown, the Premier did offer a small taste of freedom with restrictions on outdoor gatherings set to be eased for fully vaccinated adults from September 13. Christopher Green is 53 years old and fighting for his life. Like 90% of the patients in this packed hospital, He's unvaccinated. Authorities expect numbers to get worse in New South Wales. Yesterday, they surpassed 1,000 cases for the first time, and a vast majority of those are under investigation. Three quarters of adults in the UK have now had two doses of a COVID vaccine. But how long that protection lasts is a crucial question. We think it's a very balanced and measured approach, and this is the approach we'll take when we start opening up. It was eerie to hear Christopher insist on his individual freedoms, even as he struggled to breathe. Do you think other people should get it? I mean, I think there's everybody's individual right. Despite the record caseload, the state government is pushing ahead with a slight easing of restrictions for mid-September, more than two months into lockdown. Restrictions will differ between Greater Sydney and the 12 local government areas of concern. Sarah Lesniov, a head teacher, received her second dose in April. But in June, after her family all caught the virus, she became infected too. A divide in Sydney between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated and also the LGAs of concern and the rest of the state. Sarah is one of a growing number of people who've been infected despite being double jammed. So for the rest of Greater Sydney and the rest of New South Wales, outdoor gatherings are back. We have to keep an eye on the level of immunity and track it as time goes on so that we can make a prediction one month, three months, six months into the future of when a booster might be required. Hello and welcome to the ISOcast, your favourite isolation advice podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Cullen. New South Wales broke the 1,000 cases in a day barrier yesterday, with 1,025 cases, the highest ever daily case total anywhere in Australia, and this pandemic is showing no signs of slowing down. Cases are skyrocketing around the world, even New Zealand. That bastion of COVID freedom has had cases jumped towards the 100 in a day mark faster than babe can bar ram you some sheep into a sheep pen. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Thanks, Pig in the City. Today, I decided to give Josh McElroy a call. Josh and I did a play together many moons ago. He's an actor and producer, and we've watched each other work a bunch on stages around this beautiful city. Rarely do we get cast together because it's hard to have this much sheer Australiana energy in the same spot. Josh is hilarious, enthusiastic, and spins a bloody great yarn. One other thing, the audio quality here isn't exactly what we'd love, but it's 
pretty damn good. So hopefully it's okay for you. Don't let it get in your way, folks. Enjoy. Here's a chat with him I had a little earlier. G'day, mate. G'day, mate. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, my headphones haven't bloody connected. Oh, classic. I've been, I've been trying. I've been, I've been <laughs> preparing for this, and it's just let me out. Wait, I think I might have to call you back. All right, all right, all right, all right. Go for it. Okay. Thanks, okay, mate. Okay, let's just do a retake. <laughs> Beauty. Has he done it? Oh, wait. yes. Yes. Okay, I realised what I didn't do. do should I tell you? Yeah, yeah, go, go on. No, no, no. Tell me, tell what, me, tell me. What I didn't do was I didn't answer through my headphones. Uh, do you have that problem with your headphones? Um, mate, I have had in the past. Bluetooth headphones can play all sorts of fucking wild shenanigans on you. Bluetooth's a weird one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's that technology that they sort of half-baked and then they moved on, but we all still use it. You know what I mean? It does feel very 2003, Josh, somehow, doesn't like, it? Yes. Like, fair think of, I went into a, an Apple store once. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my Bluetooth's playing up on my um, on my laptop. Like, it's really important. He was like, oh, it's Bluetooth, mate. And I was like, well, what, what do you mean? Like, how do I fix it? And he was like, oh, it's mate. We've moved on. Like, Bluetooth doesn't really... It's sort of like a background thing now. And I was like, well, why is that still a function? How do I connect to my Bluetooth headphones? He's like, Bluetooth. Thanks. That's, Thanks. That happened. <laughs> Thanks, Apple Genius. Really? Yes. <laughs> I don't think that guy was an Apple Genius. I think he was like an Apple. An Apple dipshit. An Apple. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very different title. <laughs> they give you a brown shirt when you go in. You're an Apple dipshit. <laughs> Yeah, I think you've got to work your way out. You know, it's a big food chain in the Apple world. Big food chain, Josh. you got to start at the bottom. A worm would be good. Hey, I'm your Apple worm for the day. Oh, Apple worm's actually really clever, McElroy. Now I think about it. That's actually really smart. I'm proud of you. Oh, well. Um, how I'm are really, you, man? I'm ready to go. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just stoked that you want to talk to me, mate. <laughs> Like, why am I one of, like, you know so many interesting people. When you sent me that message through, I told my partner, Megan Clark. Yeah. And she was like, why the fuck is he interviewing you? And I said, I don't know. I'll tell you why I'm interviewing you, Josh, because you're a funny bloke. You're a, you're a funny bloke who I thought, like, would be able to lift my spirits. I thought you'd have some really good bullshit just, like, stored okay. in your bones that you'd be prepared okay. to just, like, wheel out. And, and the other thing I always like about you, Josh, is you're a man who's always got a tail. You know, like whenever I speak to you, mm. you've always got a yarn to spin. And I think that's mm -hmm. that's a beautiful thing to have on, on a podcast, I think. Um, I've also had like, I don't know, I, I, I don't know, man. I think I'm just, I'm doing this whole, I, I, I've been asking myself this question this week of like, why am I doing this podcast? <laughs> like, <laughs> why, why, why am I putting myself through it? Um, because it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of work and it means that I have to listen to the news a lot. And when you listen to the news too much in the modern world, it really breaks your brain. So I figure the best thing for me to do is to like reach out to a bunch of people from my life who I don't get to speak to all the time or I haven't seen in a fucking long time and just check in on them yeah. and see how they are. 
Um, yeah. And you, pal, fell into that fucking category, you know? I, oh. I've been seeing, like, all of your stuff on the gram. I saw you, like, near, we made a short film, we shot a film before lockdown happened, and then you were out of town, and now you're back in Sydney, and I was like, I just want to know how this bloke is, and I just want to hear his yarns. So here I am, macroided. Well, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it because because I'm glad you picked that up because not everyone does that I do have a few yarns and I, I think that actually the, the, the way to measure a life would probably be how many yarns you've got mm. you know what I mean that's anyway I think that's probably a stupid way of measuring life but, <laughs> but, but <laughs> you know but in context and, uh, and I, I always find that some of my the worst songs in my life I have the best stories, you know, like kayaking in the rain. <laughs> that's just one that springs to mind. Or bike riding in the rain, actually. That's probably one of the worst stories. But, but you know you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I do. I do. What's your bike riding in the rain story, Josh? Oh, uh, you know, you, t- you probably did it. You know the Year 9 Challenge? Yeah. Yeah, I just remember we did the Year 9 Challenge and my leaders were like, look, worst case scenario is it rains when we're bike riding? And I was like, why? Is it like dangerous? We're we going down hills now. Like, no, because the knee pads that you're given and you have to wear because you're a school kid, um, what they'll do is they'll chafe the back of your knees. <laughs> and they were so correct. It was, <laughs> it was awful. Oh, man. Yeah, actually, really, it's a really hard story to tell. Sometimes I tear up. <laughs> I, I wouldn't blame you, pal. I wouldn't blame yeah. you. Chafing behind the knees. What a shit show. And, but like, are you back in... You're back in Sydney. You were out in the country for a while there. Are you and Meg back in Sydney? Like, uh, really? how are you coping in lockdown? Like, what's... How are you keeping oh. the, the clock ticking over? Look, we've got each other. And... Um, <laughs> Which is good, you know? It's good, it's good. But I feel like I'd like more people. Yeah. Um, If I was in a share house, that would be... Sorry, I'm just actually... I'm going to open a beer because it's a Friday. I'm on a podcast. I feel like that's what you do. (laughs) I'm I'm proud of you, McElroy. Actually, that that brings me to one of my coping mechanisms. We won't go into that too deeply. But, um, yeah. No, we've we've been good. uh, We were in a share house before and I feel like it would have been a really good vibe. Um, But... Anyway, we've got each other and we're just working it out. We go kayaking, actually. That's one of the things we do. No way. Yeah, seeing as my bike got stolen. Oh, Josh. <laughs> At least yeah. you don't have to wear any knee pads when you're kayaking, pal. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. the really good news. <laughs> that's, that's the real swings and roundabouts. Um, yeah. And, man, how are you making, how are you making some coin? What, are you getting that sweet government oh. money? What's, what's, what are you doing for a crust? No, I'm doing, I'm doing really well, actually. Get out of here. So... I think I actually am doing better than I've done in a number of years, which makes me feel a bit guilty. Um, but I, I was in like, you know, those people in the background at the opera? Yeah. Yes. Yes. You, you probably know people have done this. Yeah, I know. The, the opera gig is supposed to, as an actor, it's supposed to be a fucking sensational gig. You stand around with a spear and you get paid really good money. Yeah, you do. You get paid really good money. And the thing that I didn't even have to stand around with a spear because... <laughs> Opera was cancelled. So, but they, they were good. They paid me anyway. They paid you anyway. They paid me anyway. They paid me the whole season. Get fucked. That's yeah. amazing, I was, mate. I know. It is amazing. And it also gave me more time to do my other part-time job, um, which is shit house. But, you know, I sell wine. 
Um, but, you know, you make money from that. So I was actually raking it in. And then, very controversial, I, I did a gambling ad. Oh. I know. Hey, I know. how was... Do you do those? Oh, mate, I've got close for a couple. And I've never actually been offered one, but like I was up for one, which was like 10 G's. And I think that would have been my price. You know, like I think everybody's got a price where if, yeah. if it comes to you with a certain amount of money, <laughs> you got to look at it and yeah. go, oh, fuck, don't love the d- but I really do need the 10 G's. So I, I- that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I take it the pros and cons discussion was about as long as that as well. It was sort of one of those things where you're like, look, I know I'm eating meat and I know that's bad for the planet, Yeah. but I'm going to do it anyway. And I, I, and I know it's bad and I know it makes me a worse person and I am working to get to an emotional state where right. I cannot eat steak, okay. you know, but I was in an emotional or financial position at the time <laughs> to say no to $10,000 from a corrupt, you know, corporate company. Anyway, fuck, I probably shouldn't even talk about that. I love to- I'm I'll tell you what, mate. I'll beep out the name, and we'll just call it some gambling brand, oh, just thank so, God. so we don't, thank get, God. so we don't get you in the absolute shit, Josh. I mean, yeah. to be honest yeah. with you, mate, only about thirty people listen to this podcast, so I wouldn't be too worried. But um, <laughs> we just want to make sure none of those belong to a particular casting institution <laughs> or work for yeah, a certain yeah, gambling yeah. company. I've got to really check myself here. Gotta <laughs> make sure I don't tell any yarns that incriminate anyone. <laughs> well, the good news is, bud, that you can edit audio contrary to popular belief <laughs> if, if you have any thoughts and you suddenly wake up in a cold sweat being like oh god just don't shoot me, shoot me a quick message would you that's great though dude I, I love the fact that you booked a big ad and that you got paid out by the opera and you've been able just to you know sell a bit of wine that's that sounds like you've actually been pretty all right uh and has meg been coping living with you is my other my other question because that's that's a full-time job in itself she's only kicked me out once <laughs> Which is actually, you know me, and I'm quite, I, it's not like I'm a bad person or anything. I just think that it is quite an intense energy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a specific To be player. around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like a banana milkshake, but it didn't quite, it's not quite, yeah, I don't know. It's somewhere in between a smoothie and a milkshake, and sometimes it's just all too much. You know, you'd rather have just got one on the other. <laughs> Anyway, she, so she kicked me out once, but that, that was okay, you know, because it got me an excuse to go home to my parents in Linfield because I had nowhere else to go, you know. And you know what? It was my choice as well. I was like, you know what? We've, we've got to just spend some time apart because this has been four weeks of absolute hell. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm joking. We were fine. It's just that we just needed a little break. And then we'd come holiday. back and we're really good. Yeah, great. Yeah, it was just a holiday. But, it, you know, it's hard. It's hard, this COVID stuff. Mate, it's not fucking easy. Uh, I tell you, when I saw that um, 1,000 cases yesterday, that we, we cracked the grand in a, in a day, I was pretty... Pretty bummed out, frankly. Like that's yeah. that was fucked, and it just doesn't look like it's. I don't know. Like they're, if they're doing a weird thing now, where they're like they're easing restrictions, even though case numbers are going up, and it feels yeah. like it. It makes me nervous, frankly. <laughs> I feel mm, nervous mm, about mm. it. Um, I, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to think. Like, what do you reckon? The, 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 the where do you reckon will peak? What do you reckon? 
I mean, it's it's wild how much betting on fucking COVID numbers has become part of our lives. Like, I do it every day. I, I, every day I open up the, the press conference and I watch it and I'm like, ooh, what are we going to get? Um, yeah. I, think, it is slightly, I mean, it's slightly insensitive, I know, but, like, we may as well. Like, we're all in it. Yeah, now. exactly. Um, <laughs> I, might, I wouldn't be surprised if we cracked two grand. I wouldn't be surprised if we cracked 2K. Um, okay. I think okay, so this is where I am, right? This is what I reckon is going to happen. This is extreme. I, I reckon times that... What, what times that? I reckon 20,000. You reckon 20? 20, I reckon because as they open up, right? Yeah. People who are vaccinated still get it. We just don't go to hospital. You know what I mean? And we're not contagious for as long. Yeah. So I think that it's... Like, the reality is that it's, at some point we'll open up and there'll still be a lot of drongos who haven't got a fucking vaccine. And, you know, <laughs> I'm not speaking to the people who can't get a vaccine because they've got, you know, whatever issue. Heart I'll talk conditions, about you. In fact, whatever. Yeah. Heart conditions, whatever. I feel actually I could not I could not imagine a worse situation and I don't know how to get out of it for you. Mm. But for all those fucking idiots who aren't, you know, taking it, they're all going to get sick. They're all going to pass it around. It's going to be in hospitals. I'm going to break my arm, you know, canoeing at some point. And I'll get it. So I reckon it's just a reality of life that we'll get up to 20,000. I think we've, uh, at some point we'll have to switch from that outlook to, to looking at hospital intake and deaths. You know what I mean? And figuring out how he, how he I think that'll be the next guessing game. Yeah, man, you're probably right. I mean, they even started. It's bleak. It's fucking bleak, dude. It's fucking yeah. bleak. And and what's weird is that the exact same things happened this year that happened last year with COVID. Like it was, it seemed like it was a problem overseas, and we were like, ah, Delta's looking like a bit of an issue, but we'll be right. And then it gets here, mm. and it fucks us up completely, and it's yeah. like fucking up everyone around the world who's who's not vaccinated. But for some reason, yeah. there's like this. There's this real fucking vaccine hesitancy. And like, man, I don't know if you've seen some of the news coming out of the States, but like the South in America is like <laughs> fucked. Like, I know, man. Like, I know. I was listening to this New York Times report today and there was a dude on a fucking ventilator in bed, like days away Same from Saying he's a libertarian? <laughs> yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. Oh, that? Dude, unbelievable. And it's like, mate... The, the journalist going to him, don't you reckon you should have got the vaccine? He goes, I don't know. I think it's everybody's choice. It's like, bud, champ, I don't know what but to you tell know you. What? Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. If you're willing to die for your opinion, like, fucking go ahead. It's unfortunate that other people, you'll probably kill other people in the process. But, like, that stubbornness, that core stubbornness to me, is just, it's a, it's like a superpower. <laughs> Like that guy was—he was—he died. What, what did they say? Ten days later, Ten days Jeremy later. died. Yeah. And like, what a terrible thing to happen to anyone. But at the same time, he stuck to his guns the whole way down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what? A, like, stubborn. I mean, um, in some ways, you—it's—you you can't help but respect it in a weird way. Where you're yeah, like, yeah. You, This—you believed in this so much that you'd be prepared yeah. to die for it. And like, yeah. as you say, like. It's a tragedy. The bloke died, and this tragedy has probably infected a whole bunch of other people. But it's it, the the philosophy around it is just fucking mind blowing to me. It's mind blowing. I don't know. Yeah, it's it wrecks my. Well, mind. I did a trip around the south. I did a trip in February, just before the COVID COVID happened. This year? No, no, the last like, oh, before. Fuck yeah. me. Yeah, right. Yeah. On. How was that? It, mate, it was amazing. 
I have some of my best tales from that that era of my life. Well, I just went overseas. I booked the tickets ten days before. I went to Sundance. What? And then I was like, I booked a one way ticket. So I was like, fuck it. I'm not coming back for a bit. I'm going to spend my cash. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to hire a car. I'm going to sleep in the car to save money. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to I'm going to road trip around. And and my big one. And I don't really know why. <laughs> But I wanted to. I wanted to go up the Mississippi River. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah right. Car, so I met those people, man, and uh, it's fanaticism. Yeah, yeah, right. How was the Mississippi yeah. River, Josh? Really quick. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I think on all facets, negative and positive, like a beautiful place, you know. And you know, I can talk shit about the South all day, but they've got what do they call it? Like Southern hospitality. Oh yeah, they are hospitable, man. <laughs> Very hospitable, and and also they Aussies are like, I don't know who does everyone like. What's an example of that? I don't know. That's a shit. I can't come up with a metaphor. But everyone loves you. You know what I mean? You're, you're, and I just basically pretended I was Steve Irwin every time I went into these places. Seriously, and people would just come to me. And you'd they'd hand you a crocodile, Josh, and you just quickly wrestle a little fucker and send him on his way. <laughs> Whoa, and he's grumpy. Really grumpy. I'm going to have to take him down, branch and all. It was almost like that. It was like, and, and one, I particularly remember, I remember a lot of things, but there was one guy who didn't believe that there were kangaroos. One guy didn't think I really was Australian. He was like, there's no way, that's, that's fucking ages away. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, I don't know, like I'm here. Um, and and, he, and he, he grilled me and was like, okay, well, where, like what city do you live in? And I was like, Sydney. And he's like, Sydney. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that Sydney is that's that's the capital, isn't it? I was like, no, not the capital, but sure. He was like, oh, it took five minutes to convince him that I was Australian. <laughs> and Josh, you're like one of the most Australian people knocking around, mate. You, know? <laughs> you own RM Williams and an Akubra. Like, I don't know what other people. <laughs> I don't know what know, people want from you here. I'm not in RM Williams anymore. I'm not an RM Williams person. Oh, you've moved out. Have you moved into Blundstones? Have you moved like Blundstone? Yeah, righto, righto. You know why? Why? Because Aaron Williams didn't fund my short film, so I've got a grudge against him forever, but Blundstones did. Blundstones funded your short film? Yeah, they gave us 8000 I think. What or just the under. fuck? How did you swing that? I know. Um, it was... Oh, long story, but, you know, just finding a way in. Yeah. Um, and, but, but to be honest, basically, someone emailing the, the fucking email on the website... Yeah, and pitching and we got on to the right person eventually, and then pitching them, and then being like, "Yeah, all right, well, here we go." Out of our million dollar advertising budget or whatever, or, or our charity budget, you can have eight of it, and away you go. Um, we didn't even sign a contract with them. They were just like, "Take the money and just don't hassle us, and like invite <laughs> us to the premiere." Seriously, and I just love that. I love that attitude. I was like, "This is this is going to be rare." That you is know? incredible. Josh, I think you should be really proud of that, mate. That's some great producing. I, I tip my hat to you, sir. I Thanks, tip my mate. hat well, to you. We just got Telstra who funded the next one. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, we got Telstra. You're, McElroy, you're amazing. Well, you know what this comes back to, pal? It's all of your time in sales back in the day when you had to sell telephones to people, you know? like Oh, you remember me back I, then. God. I remember you selling telephones to suckers. And and that sales skill, Josh, has just served you so well here, mate. Like, that's two big gets for two you're shorts. You're actually right. 
You're right. Yeah, it probably has. Hey, yeah, it definitely has. It's ABC, Josh. It's always be closing. You know, you just can't yeah. help it. It's coming. Yeah, get on the horn. You're doing it. Mate, this brings me to uh, my middle segment of the show, which is Existential Dread. (laughs) And my question for you, my friend, is in the face of all of this fucking COVID nonsense, uh, Afghanistan, uh, climate change, uh, et cetera, et cetera, on a scale from one to 10, with one being, you know, skipping through the days, he's perfectly happy living the dream. 10 being a quivering mess on the floor, foaming at the mouth. Um, how's your existential dread? Okay. This is a complicated question, right? Because I'm trying to stay positive. And some days I am positive. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like are. The other day I realized that for the first time, I think in history, the people who are fucking idiots and doing the wrong thing, are going to get proven wrong, which is like all the COVID deniers, they're all going to get COVID. And I love that. You know what I mean? Like, there's a part of me that thinks that is like, wow, like, I'm actually, like, I don't have to change their minds. They're going to realize they got it wrong. You know what I mean? Like, you can't do that with racism or, you know, one of the big, big whatevers or global warming even, you know, you, you can, you, our kids will be doing that to, you know, or our grandparents will be doing that to us. Yeah. Going, okay, well, now everything is actually on fire. Like, it's not just most of Australia. It's, it's now like uh, we're all, you know, floating or something. Yeah, yeah. And that, that will be that moment. But, I, I, yeah, that, so I'm trying to be positive in the negatives. But then it de- oh, look, it depends what day you ask me. Okay, if I had to give you a number right now mm. and I average the days together, <laughs> I'd say there's been like a few ones. There's been a few ones. A few ones. Actually. Good. Yeah, and I reckon zero is killing yourself. So there's been a few sprinkled ones. Mostly I'd say it's three. Okay. And then there's been a few like, I think there's been a few sevens recently. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say probably four. All right. Okay. Okay, pretty, pretty, pretty not bad, mate. Not bad, you know. All things it's not considered. bad. All like, things considered. What's uh, what's bringing you down to a four, Josh? What's been like? What's been dragging your existential dread up, and what's been bringing it back down to normal, manageable levels? Do you think? I think, I think uh, it's just not freedom. Like you don't have freedom, and I think, and I don't want us to have freedom, but I really struggle with being told what to do. <laughs> like, every time I walk out of my house, I feel like, fucking hell, you know? Like, I can't... Like, I was at, this morning, I just drove to the five-kilometer radius just to do it. You know what I mean? And I was like, this is the edge. Like, this out here, I had my, I had my little milkshake, banana milkshake. Love that. And I was looking out, and I was just like, there, that's the dark place, you know, in Lion King. You can't go there. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. Wow. What about that shadowy place? That's beyond our borders. You must never go there, Simba. But I thought a king can do it. And it really hurts. And I just, you know, I'm a pretty social guy. So I think just right. not being able to see my mates mm. when I want yeah. is, is struggle. Yeah, man. I absolutely hear that. And I also love the image of you like you're in a western, you know, like heading right out to the borderline of town and just like putting your cigarello, your, your, your pineapple, your banana cigarello in your mouth and just staring out <laughs> at the yes. border. I love that. I love that image from you, bud. Um, yeah, man. I, I completely, I completely get that. And like there's a, there's a level of anxiety that pops into your brain when you're like wallet, phone, keys, mask, you know, like yeah. that... And, and like, 
I've been finding myself driving around to the shops or what have you and like seeing people without masks on and like, like wanting to pull over and being like, hey, fucking, fucking put Listen them on. Me. And I'm like, yeah, what I am I? Like the bloody COVID police. Like when did I yeah. turn into this bloke who, you know, my, my biggest, I'm tuning in at 11 a.m. every morning to watch a press conference and then driving around <laughs> and telling everybody to put their masks on. Like I've just turned into a dad, I guess, a COVID dad. I don't know. Yes. I like that from you. Yeah. Do you think, do you think that's, that's a vibe that people just need? If me? I had anyone coming up to me and being like, put a fucking mask on, <laughs> you'd be in my top 10. Hey, I love that. You would. I'm pleased to hear that, Josh. That's really good. Because um, you've got a big smile, you know, and you've got, a, you've got like a, a larrikin, you know, sort of, you've got a good energy, you know? So even if you were telling me what to do, I, I'd know that it was probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a brief job last year with Afters as a COVID safety marshal um, oh. where I was like rocking around film sets uh, telling people to, yeah. to stand 1.5 metres apart. I literally had a 1.5 metre long bright yellow stick that I had to like... Oh, they did in uh, the dances. <laughs> yeah. They bring out the ruler. Yeah, so exactly. Like, like 1950s <laughs> dance hall. Um, and had to like make sure that people were standing an appropriate amount apart. I tell you what, man, it fucking killed me. Like, well, I, you were the bad guy. I was so the bad guy. people would have been annoyed all the time at you. Yeah. yeah, and I fucking really struggle with that. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I am much more in the camp of wanting most people to enjoy my bullshit, like nine-tenths of the yeah. time. And also, yeah. you like you'd see like students enjoying each other's company and have to walk over there and be like, "Absolutely not, you fucks! Away you get, piss off!" Yeah. You know, have yeah. this conversation, flirt with each other from one point five meters away. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm actually one of the producers on the film is a COVID marshal at um, afters. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, I think it's changed her. Oh, it, mate, it can't not. It, it, to honestly. <laughs> It's a terrible job. It paid me really well, but I absolutely fucking hated it, mate. And I, I would yeah. not do it again. Somebody actually yeah. like asked me to do COVID marshalling on like um, a bigger production um, for some big dollars. And I was like, no, you can keep them. I don't want it. <laughs> it was yeah, the opposite. Because yeah, what if everyone, because there's just so much responsibility on you, isn't there? Oh, you know, if there is a COVID that slips in, there's, yeah. there's only one man they're talking to. That's exactly right. And you should read the contract that they give you too. It's like, um, we divorce ourselves from any problems that may arise from you not doing your job well. Get fucked, <laughs> XOX. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Life as a contractor. Yeah. XOX afters. It was a <laughs> um, Hey, big man, what have you been doing, Josh, to keep yourself entertained in lockdown? What have you been finding that's been uh, really good for you getting out in the world or things you've been watching or doing or reading or listening to, pal? Give it mm -hmm, a, mm -hmm. a couple of recommendations from the McElroy world. Okay. I wish I could say that I was reading, but I struggle to read. Uh, I can't read. You know what I mean? I'm literate. <laughs> I can do that. Oh, I, I think that I have dyslexia or something. So I, I, I don't know. I think my dad has dyslexia. And now I think I've realized that I think I have it. And I love reading, but I think that I think that I actually struggle. And to be honest, if I pick up a good book, I, I won't put it down to its down. But that's not been happening. And the films... Films, films have been alright, but I, I, you know what? I'm not a big film guy. Weird, because I'm making films. But um, so, you know, yeah, so that feels like I'm probably in the wrong industry. But um, so not films or TV series. Um, I actually I am watching a little bit. You know, I've really gone back to basics, and I'm watching that the underbelly. 
I'm watching Underbelly. Underbelly, Josh. Like, original season one, uh, Damien like Walsh Howling. Yeah, right. Tony Gongigano, or whatever his name is. No shit. How does it hold up? Gangitano, that's it. Um, no, no, it doesn't really hold up. There's a, lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of sex, you know what I mean? There's like, a, you know how there's those, t- I always question these things, like, all these big TV series and, you know, Game of Thrones, there's so much boobs, you know? And there's not actually much dick, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. sort of just like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of just softcore porn going on to, to, to get through transitions. You yeah. know what I mean? Good fucking point, mate. Yeah. You can see yeah. when they like ran out of juice and they needed to fucking swing a set or they needed to swing a moment. They're like, we'll just have a quick bit of boobs here and that'll yeah. keep everybody yeah. interested for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then the other things I've been doing, what else have I been doing? Oh, kayaking has been like a big one. So yeah, I'll dude, go how kayaking. This, how did this happen? Do you, did you own a kayak okay. in the past? Like, how did you come to this choice? Okay. So what happened was I got this ad money. And I was like, well, I better spend it. So, <laughs> I, I bought a van. I bought a van. I bought a 2003 Toyota Hiace. Oh, Still nice. don't know which one it is. Do you know what one it is? No, I don't. Okay, many Because no one does. And then, so, and it's a commuter, so it's got that really high top windows at the back. Oh, yeah, right. And it was used to transport disabled kids around. No shit. So it was like a business car. I feel like you'd look after it. I don't know why I feel like that, but I feel like it must have been looked after. And then, but it's got 370,000 Ks on the clock. Whoa. So, yeah, yeah. So I bought it for 7,000. And then I thought, okay, well, I can go serving because that was when it was 10 Ks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could just make it to the nearest beach. And, and I just, you know, and I'm going to fit it out. Meg's brother is a, a laborer. And then what I thought I'd do when I got, when I got, um, kicked out by Meg, kicked to the curb. I uh, went to my parents and then I stole their kayaks on my way back. Is that amusing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't imagine you get much use out of a kayak in Linfield. Isn't Linfield pretty no. bloody landlocked? Well, they're on the farm at the moment, so they're not even there. Oh, f- f- um, And my sister and my brother, and to be honest, they would be using it. I've got to take it back at some point. I've got to break the laws and take it back because it's unfair. And they were at the farm at the time, but there's a beautiful river you can kayak down there. But I've basically been, you know, um, Le Montage uh, um, down at the Bay Run? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm with you. Yeah. We're, we're, for everyone else, where the Tigers play around that area. Callum uh, Park area. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Like yep, yep. yeah. um, Hard Oval vibes. I, um, yeah, I just pull up there and I'll take a friend kayaking because it's very COVID safe. Mate, it doesn't get much more COVID safe than that. You're always 1.2 metres away. You're outdoors. You live the right. dream. Yeah, we live the dream. And we do live the dream, man. In fact, you should come with me at some point. Oh, Because love what we that. do... Oh, you would. Everyone does. Like, we, we kayak up to Callan Park. Yeah. And then we get off on the beach. And then we have a beer. And then what we do is we then... And we have music in the kayaks. And the kayaks become like a boombox. Oh, shit. And then... We float back with the tide and watch the sunset. Oh my god! With beers, just oh with a few god. beers, you know. I have to drive afterwards, but <laughs> with a few beers and you just watch and you just, you know, that's you know, that's it. That's everything. Josh, that is ro- a romantic as fuck, and b yeah. um, probably the best way to get your daily hour of exercise that I've come across to date. That's bloody sensational, pal. I'm what great. a dream! 
What an absolute yeah, dream. Watching the yeah. bloody sunset over Sydney Harbour and having a beer. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, man. Talk yeah. about finding joy in lockdown, Josh. That's an, that's an absolute <laughs> ripper of an idea, pal. Did you always Thanks, kayak man. as a kid? Did you bloody do that when you were a young fella? Or did you just like happen to have a thing knocking around on the farm and thought, fuck it, I'll, I'll just give it a crack in my older age? Well, it just, it takes me back to the Unite Challenge again. I don't know why that's a consistent thing. But that, I think, was the only other time I've kayaked. And that was shit, you know? Because And I realise now is that we had shit kayaks. Uh, and I think that was part of, like, you know, you've got you've to take, take life on and life's tough. And uh, it doesn't have to be. You know? You can choose the tides correctly. You can get a kayak that's not 200 bucks. And you can get a double-sided paddle. Yeah, double-sided paddle is a big boon. Double-sided it's paddle. A massive that is a big boon. Um, great, mate. So you've been watching some underbelly. You've been fucking getting into some kayaking. I also saw you and Meg did like the most epic puzzle the other day. Have you been trying to like yeah. puzzle it out? Yeah, no, Meg has. Meg has, and I, I sort of just watch, and it, it sort of is just, it's it, you know what? Back to the dyslexia. I think I can't do puzzles. She would just put, this was a thousand piece puzzle. And I think it was like, it, I actually don't even know, but I, I, I probably checked this, but it was like indigenous art. Cool. So it all sort of looked similar. Ah, you know what I mean? You know, there was, there was like, it was so tricky. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a tree where you, you start with the outline of the tree. It was like, it was like disparate colors and, mm, and it was fuck. fantastic. But it was so difficult. And Meg, it took Meg two weeks. Really? Holy two shit. Two weeks, yeah. Yeah. It, mean, was, it was a difficult one. That is that is one way to keep yourself occupied in lockdown, pal. Like, there's not a lot of, you know, to be fair, not a, a ton of other stuff to do while you're waiting to go for your, your day, daily kayak um, and putting some hours mm. in there. I mean, that's, that's very impressive. I saw that on the gram and I was like, I want to talk to McElroy about this bloody situation that's happening. Is that, what got, is that what got me on? That was, that was what got me on. I was suddenly like, God, Josh McElroy's living the dream. Look at the size. Look at this bloody bit of incredible art that's been produced by the one and only Meg Clark. Uh, extraordinary stuff. Um, wow. Well, you know what? There's use in everything. <laughs> There's use in everything. Anything else, mate? Anything else that's been keeping you occupied that you've been enjoying? Oh, shit. What else? Um, cooking, you know, Marley Spoon. Marley oh, Spoon's been on the cards. Oh, no shit. How are you going with it? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Look, cook, I cook, you know, and some of them are good, some of them are bad. Portion sizes are probably too small, yeah, but you know, exactly. like I love not having to go to the supermarket, especially now. Yes, um, I've always it. fucking hated the supermarket, frankly. Like from from the time I can remember being a youngest fella to now, I've always despised going and walking up and down the aisles and trying to find shit. It it gives me the absolute whoops. So I was doing my spin for a while last year, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah. I got out because of the portion sizes, but it does teach yeah, you to mate, cook. Yeah, it does. It gives you, you know, we keep all the all the little, um, you know, recipes. So I guess we can just order it on Woolworths online if we want. But yeah, yeah no, Marley spoons, Marley spoons, good. But I tell you what, that going into a Woolworths store, I remember I, I got I had to leave home quite suddenly because just like Meg, my parents got sick of me. <laughs> so and I was like, "Fuck you! I'm never talking to you again. I can live life." Yeah. You know, I, I'll be right. In fact, I think you knew me. No, no, you knew me just post this yeah, year. Yeah, you're a bit past that, and, yeah. Yeah, and I was paying fucking some fucking absolute douchebag of a woman was, um, yeah, gave me a room and she was charging me 450 and I was boarding. 
in my contract. I didn't even realize. And then she kicked me out eventually. But before that, what I was uh, actually the moment where I doubted whether I could survive without my parents was walking into a fucking Woolworths and trying to and trying to get my groceries for the week. And I, I, I don't know if anyone else does this, or it might just be me. But I would just go in circles, dude. Like I would, I would, I would be in there for an hour and a half trying to find something, and then you know what I'd find. It's not fucking there. It's not in that Woolworths. It's in another one. And then I have to start from scratch on the meal. Do you have you ever had that? No. But bye. Oh, man. <laughs> so I think sorry. it's because I go onto these cooking websites and I'd be like, right, I'm gonna cook myself something good. You know, I don't have to just cook myself spag bowl. That's what mum cooked me. I'm gonna cook something different. I'm making a Moroccan tagine. I'm making a delicious yeah. tagine. That's right, but then there's no tagine. Or whatever that uh, is, you but, know, in, in, the, in there. You know, it's it's one of the real dangers of, like, cooking out a Jamie Oliver or Nigella Lawson, who you're like, oh, yeah, I know mm. these people, they're famous, they, they must have easy recipes for me. And then they're like, yeah. everything's normal, and then they've got four pam- pomegranate pomades and, and 18 preserved lemons. And you're like, fucking A, where am I getting this in, in the Woolworths of Doom? <laughs> and B, when I do find it, it's $300. And now I'm, I'm broke because I've bought 11, 11 of these preserved lemons. So yeah. I'm, I'm with you, bud. Um, my, my girlfriend Polly is vegetarian and she has been vegetarian for years and is slowly uh, convincing me, as, as you have been convinced, I uh, imagine as well, mate, to just try and eat a bit less meat to try and be a bit better to the, to the world. And yeah, she yeah. has this cookbook by a lady called Isa, called Isa Does It. <laughs> See what you did there. Uh, uh, and it's great, man. It's all big stews and bloody curries and all this stuff. And I've really been enjoying cooking out of it because it's been simple, but it's been fucking delicious. So that's okay. my, my cheeky cookbook rec- recommendation. Isa Does It. Is Look, if I'm out of the Marley spin at any point, I'll be into easy, easy, Isa Does It. Get into Isa Does It. McElroy, make that happen in your life, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will. But, dude, it sounds like you're doing really well. Like, lockdown considered, it seems like you've got your your little world's kind of ticking along all right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I reckon. I think I'd, I'd probably fall off the ship if I didn't have two films that I was producing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I, I think that I probably would actually... <laughs> There might be something a bit different about me by the time I get out. Not physically, <laughs> probably mentally, you know? Yeah. Maybe physically as well. But, um, but yeah, I'm glad I have, have some work, you know? I, yeah. I feel sorry for Meg. Even she's producing with me. Um, and, like, that's it's going really well, but it's, it's fucking hard. Like, we, we're theatre people like you, you know? Yeah. Like, like doing theatre. And that is actually... You know what it does? What? It makes you think that the choice of not doing acting... You're too busy... You're too busy to realise that acting, you know, is a real existential crisis in and of itself. Yeah. Because you're acting and you're having fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and and you sort of just, you know, and that's a problem in and of itself is you're sort of just killing time and just like, wait, where's where am I actually fucking going with this? Um, but, um, but, you know, like I do miss that killing time on the stage and that was a vibe. You always felt like you're doing something, achieving things, making new friends. Yeah. Nah, well, the socialization that comes out of doing a play too. And not only in like the cast and the crew that you hang out with, but seeing everybody every night when people, you know, constantly turn up to your show and getting to hang out with humans is always, I, I miss that too, man. I, I'm, yeah. you know, there's so much joy that, that comes out of that. Um, but yeah. at the same time, like, 
I've been doing some producing as well. And, you know, the benefit of it is that you get to run your own fucking show. And yeah. running your yeah. own show and making stuff that you care about is mm. so valuable, you know? And, yeah, it is. And while you want to tear your hair out when things are constantly falling through, like... When it, stuff comes off, like it's it's very joyful, bud. Can anybody s- see your films anywhere, Josh? Is they are they no, out yet? No, not yet, not yet. But just chuck us a follow on 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 Mary. Fuck, what is it? Instagram, <laughs> Mary Short Film. I think it is Mary Short I Film. I run that page. Yep, sick. so I run it. So you know, if, if you DM me, that's me on the other end. I'll reply back to you with whatever you you know with an answer. Slide into and, those DMs, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, slide into the DMs. <laughs> And then, um, and then Pearly Gates film is the second one, and you'll see that's much more beautiful because that's that's being run by a producer who knows what they're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, collated and things. She's like got a format. Oh, wow. and it's just beautiful, you know, like when it crosses between. It's like multi plate images. Wow, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks great, mate. Anyway, ch- chuck him a follow. It's um, it's you know. You'll help me out. <laughs> Mate, love to. And everybody should totally get on that too. If you've listened this far, I really appreciate it. Uh, Mr. McElroy, I've got to wrap up with you, my friend. Uh, but any final thoughts from you, mate? Any final thoughts for the people out there coping in lockdown? Look, oh, I don't know. I, I'm certainly not going to give advice, but I reckon like, you know, just just we're all in this together. And um, fuck, I, I don't even know. I don't know what I'm doing. So I don't, I don't even have any final thoughts. This is hard. I, I go kayaking, buy kayaks, spend money, you know, don't be worried about having a glass of wine every night. And <laughs> just go easy on yourself, you know. You don't have to be too disciplined at this point. Just yeah. relax. Sit back and enjoy the horror film. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Josh, thanks so much for your time, man. It was really lovely no speaking to you, bro. You're a legend. Thanks for getting me on, mate. Anytime, buddy. See you soon. Big thanks to Josh McElroy for joining us on the show. What an absolute superstar and doesn't he spin a good yarn, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's do some credits, shall we? Intro music today was Not Good by Housekey off his 2020 EP Slow by Universal Music. News clips today were from the ABC, Channel 7, BBC and MSNBC, all dated the 26th of August. We had other clips from Babe, 1995, Universal, The Crocodile Hunter, 1999, Animal Planet, The Lion King, Disney, 1994, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly theme, which was from the film, obviously, written by Ennio Morricone, United Artists, 1966. Our backing track today is Bossa Bossa by Kevin McLeod of Groovy 2016. He makes music at Incompetech.com, which is all royalty free and bloody fantastic. Check it out. All clips and music is used in conjunction with our APRA AMCOS online mini license. You can see the details of that on our website. The ISOCast is created, presented, edited and produced by me, Patrick Cullen and Ginger Snap Productions. You can get in touch at gingersnapsydney at gmail.com. If you like, please get your phone out. Uh, Like, rate, review this podcast on whatever you're listening to it on. Share it with a mate. Tell a friend. It would be really, really helpful for us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, be kind to each other. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Wear a mask and get vaccinated.